The little brown jug is up for grabs. It's the Michigan Wolverines and the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Locked on Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate our visits together. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's show, we'll talk about the Little Brown Jug, Michigan versus Minnesota. This goes all the way back to the early 1900s. Plus, we got an updated list of coaches' salaries in the Big Ten. Are you interested in how your coach fares on that list? Plus, IU and Kentucky. We're going to talk some basketball. This series is back on after a long absence. We have all the details and, of course, our Big Ten classics. But be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, so... Saturday night at 7.30, an old college football rivalry and tradition resumes as the Michigan Wolverines visit the Minnesota Golden Gophers for the Battle of the Little Brown Jug. That's going to the winner of this series every every time they've played since uh, 1903. And this comes at a time when the Michigan Wolverines are on an absolute roll. They look bigger and stronger with each and every week. They might arguably be the best team in the country, let alone the Big Ten. Meanwhile, the Minnesota Golden Gophers, on the other hand, a little disappointed, I think, in their 3-2 and record. A uh, loss at North Carolina was understandable. Pretty good team there on the road, but this team would be 4-1 and one if they didn't blow a 21-point lead and suffer an overtime loss to Northwestern. I think they got to be kicking themselves a little bit there. Speaking of 21 points, Michigan is a three-touchdown favorite in this game. And I'm certainly not picking an upset here, but just for fun, what does Minnesota have to do to keep this thing interesting, right? We're going to explore all that right here on Lockdown Big Ten. So, first of all, what's the deal with the little brown jug? And why is it so important to these two schools? Well, it has an interesting story, and maybe you don't know it. Maybe you've heard of the little brown jug uh, all the time. Some schools play for trophies or what have you like you know indiana purdue has the old oak and bucket minnesota michigan they go with the little brown jug. it's almost like they just i don't want to say like they collected junk laying around back in the early 1900s and play for it each and every year but uh they're different unique things and it's a it's an interesting thing this rivalry by the way goes back to 1892 and this is the oldest trophy game in fbs college football So that's what they're playing for here today, uh, or Saturday, I should say. And out of the 104 meetings, Michigan leads the series 76-25-3. Now, the earthenware jug became the trophy in 1903. And it was named the Little Brown Jug. The name likely comes from a song. I don't want to say a popular song in 1903, but there was a song in 1869. And they weren't cranking out new songs every day, every year, like they do today back then. It's a little song called uh, The Little Brown Jug by Joseph Winter. I think that's where people got the name. When the Wolverines arrived in Minneapolis for the 1903 game, 
student manager, Thomas B. Roberts. He was told to go purchase something to carry water in because Michigan football coach Fielding Yost, he was concerned that the Gopher fans would contaminate the team's water supply. So Roberts went out and he purchased a five-gallon jug for 30 cents at a local variety store. That's how they bought it. That's how it came to be. And in the actual game, Michigan led most of the game six to nothing. And then late in the game, Minnesota scored uh, a tying touchdown. The game was tied at six. And then a severe thunderstorm rolled into the area, and everybody kind of evacuated. They called the game with two minutes to go. Everybody scattered for shelter. Michigan ultimately left. They called it a tie, and they left the jug behind in the locker room. Now, the next day, a custodian brought the jug to the athletic department where they kept a piece of memorabilia for a while. And then when the two teams met again in 1909, schools decided to play for the jug. And it's been a traveling trophy for both sides ever since. So that's the history of the little brown jug between Michigan and Minnesota. Now, let's fast forward. Let's get back to the 2023 game here we got coming up. Can Minnesota hang with Michigan? Well, first of all, what are Minnesota's strengths? Their running game and their defense, particularly their secondary. Okay. And while quarterback, quarterback, Ethan Kelly McManus has had some trouble getting the ball downfield. He's had a pretty reliable young running game to lean on here. Now, Darius Taylor, it was an interesting story. He's leading the big 10 and rushing and on his way to um, three consecutive big 10 freshman of the week awards. We talk about them every week on this program when we uh, dole out the awards that uh, or announce the awards that the Big Ten gives out. Freshman of the week, three weeks in a row. Now, unfortunately, Taylor, a freshman from Detroit, he was injured in the Northwestern game and he didn't play last week against Louisiana. So the plan was running back by committee. And while Bryce Williams and Sean Tyler stepped up, uh, there was another freshman, Zach Evans. And he played his first snaps of the year, got called up. So he's fourth string on the depth chart. In fact, I went back and looked at a previous depth chart. He wasn't even on it. So he finally got to play uh, last week and did well enough that he became the fourth straight freshman and running back from Minnesota to win the freshman of the week award. So next man up and uh, a pretty impressive running. You got to give the offensive line some credit for that, too. So I do think that Minnesota has a pretty decent running game, no matter who's back there at running back. As admirable as that is, though, the Gophers running game, obviously it pales in comparison to what Michigan can do with their big, beefy offensive linemen. And, of course, uh, their running back, Blake Cora, is one of the best in the country. Defensively, I, I like the Gophers secondary players. Tyler Newbin, every time I watch a Minnesota football game, he's always on the football. Uh, Trayvon Jones, Jack Henderson, these are guys that um, they all, all in the secondary. They all can get interceptions. They're all very, uh, very good players. And while they all do have a nose for the football, they should keep an eye on Michigan wide receiver Roman Wilson because Roman Wilson is turning out to be J.J. McCarthy's favorite receiver, his favorite target, and leads the Big Ten with eight touchdown receptions all season long. So he's somebody that Minnesota is definitely going to have to keep an eye on moving forward in this football game and try and contain him. I don't know if they can or not. Another challenge for Minnesota is going to be moving the ball against Michigan's defense. I mean, the Wolf, we just did a whole podcast, a couple of them this week, on defenses in the Big Ten, and the Wolverines only give up six points per game, and I'm not sure the Gophers have the power 
or the speed to put a dent in Michigan's wall of a defense that they have out there. So overall, we're pretty sure here that the little brown jug is going to remain with Michigan and uh, head back with them on the trip to Ann Arbor uh, with the Wolverines. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Always welcome your thoughts. Hit us up on Twitter at TalkBig10. And, of course, here on YouTube as well. Always welcome. Always get back to you on all of those. we got a couple of things coming up that are very interesting. Uh, USA Today um, does a thing each year where it uh, does some research, and there are a lot of open records with public universities. So they compare the salaries of the football coaches. We've got the whole list, the whole Big Ten, except one, but we kind of figured it out. See where your favorite coach of your uh, football team of the Big Ten ranks among all the other coaches. Quite a wide range from the highest paid coach to the lowest paid coach. Plus, we've got some news on the basketball rivalry front. Indiana and Kentucky back on after a multi-year absence. Looking forward to that. But I got some opinions about it that I'm not happy about. I will share with you. Got all that coming up. So, um, And then um, later on in the program, we'll take a look at the Big Ten Classics coming up on the weekend of the Big Ten Network. So we got a lot to do. It's all coming up right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Passion, drive, and patience. A lot of teams, a lot of players have to have it in order to be successful in sports or anything in life. And it is also what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance. Supercharges, rack, uh, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, more. Everything that you can think of, they have. And whether you're into speed, power, style, looks, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts in your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Can't beat that. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need, at all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. So USA Today, they annually update their coaching salary database. And we thought we'd take a peek because we always like to know what other people make, don't we? So we'll compare the Big Ten coaches and their earnings, and we'll keep it simple, just annual salaries. We, um, we'll keep bonuses out of it. A lot of them get some pretty hefty bonuses, incentive bonuses, but it, we'll, keep, we'll save that for another day. We'll just stick with the basics um, on, their, on their salaries. But, yeah, we'll do the bonuses another day. And speaking of day, Ryan Day at Ohio State is the highest-paid football coach in the Big Ten, as you might expect. He makes $10.2 million a year. Mel Tucker was next at uh, just over $10 million. And, of course, now he's getting zero because the school fired him for cause. Although he's going to fight that in court, try and get that back. I think there's $79 million left on that contract. But he was number two. He was the second highest paid coach in the Big Ten. And, again, big sticking point as to whether Michigan State will lay out some big dough to get another big name in there or will they save a few bucks and bring in a young up-and-coming guy from the MAC or a coordinator somewhere. Plenty of debate. We've talked about it here on this podcast. 
And uh, I still find it to be fascinating to see which direction they ultimately go. At number three, James Franklin at Penn State at $8.5 million per year. Michigan's Jim Harbaugh comes in at fourth at just under $8.2 million. Of course, there are whispers around campus that uh, a long-awaited extension isn't quite done yet. This has been going on for some time. And some fans are concerned, and some fans would like them to give Jim Harbaugh a lifetime contract because they're very happy with him. Those are probably the same fans that were very upset when they were losing to Ohio State a few years ago back in the day. But the ship has been righted, and Michigan has surpassed everybody and gone to the college football playoffs two years in a row. So top four program in the country. Got to pay the man. Jim Harbaugh should be the highest paid coach of the Big Ten, right? But there's always the question of Harbaugh's desire and intentions and possibility of him jumping ship and going to the NFL. There's a question, is there more NCAA suspension talk coming around for next year? Is he tired of that? You get the idea. I don't know. Might take a lot of money to keep him there at Michigan. He might go anyway. Stay tuned. Luke Fickle, brand new to the Big Ten. Fifth on the list at Wisconsin. $7.6 million a year to leave Cincinnati. Uh, Iowa's Kirk Ferentz is sixth at $7 million a year. He's been making millions of dollars a year for 25 years at Iowa. Good for him. Brett Bielema is making $6.5 million a year to coach the Fighting Illini. By the way, did you hear the story? Tuesday night, a fire broke out at Memorial Stadium on the southwest side. It wasn't where the, uh, the fans sit, but, yeah, it was a thing. And they got a game Friday night. They're hosting Nebraska. P.J. Fleck comes in at number eight at $6 million a year. And for a guy that likes to row the boat, you buy a pretty nice boat for that. Up in the land of uh, 10,000 lakes up there in Minnesota, why not? Matt Rule is getting $5.5 million a year in his first season at Nebraska. That's $2 million less than Wisconsin's first-year head coach, Luke Fickle. That's a big difference. I think Matt Rule needs a new agent. What's going on there? It's crazy. All right. Mike Loxley at number 10. At Maryland, he's making $5.5 million a year. It's 5-0, and and if the Terps beat Ohio State this weekend, he's going to get a raise. <laughs> he absolutely is going to get a raise. Tom Allen is at number 11. He gets $4.5 million to coach the Indiana Hoosiers. Recent struggles there. Have some thinking Allen is on a bit of a hot seat. Uh, he just fired his offensive coordinator this week, so we'll see. Uh, also he does have a humongous buyout of like $20 million if they should fire him. So maybe he'll get another season to get things turned around there. At least that huge buyout may cool things down a little bit for him at number 12, 37 year old Ryan Walters in his first year as the head coach of the Purdue Boilermakers. He gets $4 million a year. Rutgers football coach, Greg Schiano reportedly also gets $4 million a year. He's at 13. At 14, look, USA Today did not report what Northwestern interim head coach David Braun makes, presumably because it's a private school. They couldn't get the information. But we do know through records and newspaper reports, Ryan Fitzgerald, before he was fired this summer in the midst of the hazing scandal, was he had a 10-year, $57 million contract when he was fired. So um, I don't think David Braun's getting anywhere near that. But nonetheless, probably the 14th highest paid coach in the Big Ten. So there you have that. I thought that was very interesting. Let's take a moment to talk some hoops, shall we? Always like to talk Big Ten hoops. Um, Indiana and Kentucky. 
used to play all the time back in the day. It's one of the greatest rivalries in sports, and they just haven't played. John Calipari got beat at the buzzer one year uh, 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 in, in Bloomington, and he hadn't gone there since. He didn't want to play there since. And I kind of feel like Calipari's been dodging the Hoosiers on all this. But they've got a four-year deal in place. Starts in 2025. And so it looks like Mike Woodson and Coach Cal finally got to commit to something. So here's the four-year deal. Ask you what you think about this after you hear this. The 2025-26 season, the it'll probably be 20, late 2025 in December, um, they're going to play at Rupp Arena down in Kentucky. Okay. The next year, 26-27, they're going to come up to Indianapolis, not Bloomington, and they're going to play at Lucas Oil Stadium. That'll be a neutral site because I guarantee you half of the tickets will be gobbled up by Kentucky fans. They'll make that trip. They used to all the time. Then the, follow, the third year of the deal, 27-28, back at Rupp Arena, at Kentucky. And then it's not until the fourth year of the deal, 2028-29, will they go to Bloomington and play at Assembly Hall. As an Indiana alum, I'm, I'm glad this series is back on the schedule. It should be. It should be all the time. But I don't like how Kentucky gets two games at Rupp while the Hoosiers only get one at Assembly Hall in Bloomington, and we got to wait five years from now to get there. Coach Cal not even going to be coaching uh, at Kentucky five years from now. Right? I mean, he's, he's just not. I hope the Hoosiers go 4-0 in this one. Anyway, I'm glad they're playing. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, I'm a big fan of Mike Woodson. Took over the Indiana program. And, uh, you know, I, I know I give Coach Cal a hard time, but uh, he, I, I actually like Coach Cal, too. I, I do. Some people don't. I, I, I think he's good for college basketball. Both those guys are, Mike Woodson and John Cal Perry. All right, so. Uh, those are my thoughts on that. Feel free to hit me up with your thoughts uh, at Talk Big Ten or here on YouTube as well. And I want to thank all you guys for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. Really appreciate you every day as that come in every day. If you haven't yet, please feel free to subscribe. It's free. It's easy. Just click it on. Also, you can click on the bell. You get the little dinger alarm every time we release our new podcast every single uh, morning. Um, you can have it right there. Uh, share and follow and like Lockdown Big Ten on whatever uh, source you get your podcast. And um, also want to remind you that on Fridays, you got the Lockdown College Football Kickoff Live show every Friday live on all the Lockdown College channels, including Lockdown Big Ten. And it's at, uh, from 11 to noon Eastern time. I'll be on it for a couple of minutes, previewing the weekend as well. But invite you to check that out. Uh, all coming up so there you have it that's a look at the, both football and uh and basketball it's kind of fun to do that with basketball right around the corner uh also uh coming up we're going to take a look at the big 10 networks big 10 classics and which games they're carrying live this weekend as we do at this point of the week every week all that coming up right here on lockdown big 10 All right, so the Big Ten Network putting on its Big Ten Classics. I'm always a fan of those, and it kind of warms you up to what's coming up for the weekend. So let's check it out together, shall we, and see what they're going to be carrying on Saturday as well as we head into the weekend. I'm going to put it on screen for those of you watching on video or listening on audio. I'll describe as best I can, and we'll go uh, full screen here. Um, so we started off with Friday, October 6th. One o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time. It's a Purdue football classic 
is the 2021 battle Purdue at Iowa. A. O'Connell passing for two touchdowns in this one. Then at 2 o'clock in Illinois Football Classic, the 2015 battle between Nebraska and Illinois. Wes Lunt throwing for 251 yards and two touchdowns. Like I'm a football fan. I guess. I don't remember Wes Lunt. Do you? That name does not ring a bell, and this was only eight years ago. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, tune in and find out. Maybe it'll jog our memory. Saturday, October 7th, the lineup includes uh, at 9 a.m. the Big Ten and 60, where they hash up, uh, cut up all the highlights, uh, snap after snap after snap over a 60-minute period. They'll be uh, showing the Nebraska-Illinois game from Friday night. So it's by Saturday. If you miss it Friday night because you're out and about, there is that Friday night game, Nebraska-Illinois. Saturday morning, Big Ten Network. I'll have all the highlights chopped up for you, and you'll be good to go. At 10 a.m., the Eastern time, they got the Big Ten tailgate show. Follow, but now they usually send that right into uh, some uh, some football. This particular week, because of the way the schedule shakes out, they're going to go into uh, men's college soccer. It'll be Indiana at Penn State. Then at three o'clock, college football, they will air the Howard uh, game at Northwestern. Northwestern hosting Howard. Sunday, back to all the editing up. Uh, foot, uh, Big Ten football at sixty. Uh, at 11 a.m., the Maryland-Ohio State game. Again, I can't wait to see how that turns out. That is a battle of unbeatens from Saturday. You'll be able to see all the highlights at 11 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday. And then Big Ten football at 60 at 1 o'clock has Michigan and Minnesota for the Little Brown Jug, which we featured on today's podcast. At 7.30, uh, more Big Ten football at 60, Purdue at Iowa. And then at 9.30, more Big Ten football at 60. Rutgers at Wisconsin. They're going to show that. So a lot uh, a lot on their plate there and a lot to be excited about and watch with all the Big Ten action going on. So I thought I'd uh, put that out there. I'm, I'm your own regular TV guide is what I am. So anyway, um, in the meantime, there are many ways for you to interact with me at Twitter, at TalkBig10. Also, our new website, TalkBig10.com. All those with the number 10. Don't spell it out. It's a uh, big uh, 10 talk big number 10.com and talk big number 10 on Twitter. And, uh, also here comments on YouTube as well. One more time. I'm going to ask you if you haven't already, please subscribe. It's free and it gets you in the club. Also, you can ring, uh, check off that little bell. So it gives you a little alert each time we release our podcasts each and every morning. Uh, be sure to uh, follow us podcast now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of lockdown big 10 just as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Now I'm going to invite you to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything else going on in sports. Thanks again for spending some time with us. Can't wait till we do it again. I'm Craig Scheman for Locked On Big Ten.